Under Tablets the podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Under the Bridge the podcast. Thank you for joining us for another episode. My name is Nelson Latif. Our guest today is Clement Essene, who is the founder and executive director of Bipoc Foundation. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you? I'm doing great, Nelson. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, let's just dive straight into it. Uh, can you please tell us more about Bipo Foundation and what you do in the community? Um, thank you for that question. Um, essentially, Bipo Foundation is a non-for-profit organization uh, that uh, was funded by the Canadian government. Uh, what we do is we cater to Afro-Canadian businesses uh, to help them, we bring them from idea all the way to market. So, um, just to, in a very few words, BIPO Foundation connects entrepreneurs with resources and funding. And for entrepreneurs that are not ready, we get them ready to assess these things. Oh, I see. So um, if I have a business idea, how can BIPO Foundation help me to make my idea come to life? Well, that's a fantastic question. Um, we, we have a, 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 a straight network. You, you get a hold of BIPO Foundation. And uh, there's several means through which you can reach us. One of them is through our web website. And uh, you go through an intake process. And then we get you connected with, uh, after doing a review, because we do realize that entrepreneurs are in different uh, phases of their journey. So depending on where you are, through uh, you know our analysis, through working and talking with you, and gathering some specific details, we will be able to know where you fit in in our program and we'll, you know, essentially we'll work with you, hold your hand until we get you to success. Yes, sir. Um, I know um, one of your objectives is to create uh, economic freedom within the BIPOC community. Uh, but my question is, um, what opportunities do you see for BIPOC entrepreneurs to start their home businesses here in the bridge? Amazing. Um, I like to say uh, that um, opportunities themselves are found in pain. Mm. So um, you got to uh, uh, look around your environment as an entrepreneur. That's where you generate your ideas. You got to find uh, what skill sets do you have that people are willing to pay for. Yes, sir. Right? Uh, what knowledge do you have that you know uh, is, is valuable enough that you can uh, convince the next man to pay to pay you for it. And then uh, you, you look around your environment. What is that challenge that you personally feel that other people also feel that becomes a problem that you can create a solution for? So the solution itself, entrepreneurship, lies in the pain and the pain point of the people around you that you create a solution for that people are willing to pay for. Yes, sir. I like how you put it. Because um, I've been to some of your events, right? BIPOC Foundation's events. Uh, and I really like the, the pitch competition at Gold Museum. Uh, and I also learned a lot at the Let's, uh, Let's Talk Business, that was at the university. Um, can you break down the importance of these events for your foundation and the community? Um, thank you. You know, um, I, I credit those events to our Leadbridge chapter, um, a fantastic team. We have an amazing team of uh, uh, you know, staff, interns, volunteers, and even community partners you know, that we all work together to make this event happen. Um, so those events, we started curating those events because we saw a lack, you know, within the community, and we wanted to be able to give community members more to do 
right? Uh, we've just come out from COVID, yes. right? And uh, there is, it, it seems there is less to do within the Ledbridge community, and we need to keep uh, both the younger ones and the older ones within the community engaged with profitable, you know, and, and events that they can actually benefit from. And that's why we started putting together these knowledge-based, you know, knowledge-transferring events where people can attend and they can go away with, you know, good knowledge. And for the pitch competitions, we can spoil the young people and help them discover the talents that they never knew they had. Yeah, the, the pitch uh, competition was really inspiring for me, to be honest, to just see all these um, uh, ideas and people come in. It was, it was fantastic. Um, does BIPOC people in other provinces and cities besides Leverage have access to all these benefits of the foundation or your services, or is it only available to people in Leverage? Well, um, right, we, we have a mandate with uh, the federal government right now to uh, cater to Afro-Canadian businesses across Western Canada. So we serve businesses in uh, BC, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba. Now, we also have uh, uh, folks from other provinces mm. accessing our programs. We don't say no to these guys because, hey, at the end of the day, we just want to, you know, get down to, to work and ensure that we are providing value, you know, for the community. And even though um, our mandate right now covers Western Canada, we're actually, you know, um, a national organization, and we also have a global outlook. What that means is we are certainly working on pursuing global expansion because, um, you know, underrepresented founders are everywhere. Yes. And we do, we, we have, we believe that we've put together a model that is replicable, and we will pursue partnerships that will allow us, you know, replicate this model, you know, on a global scale. We already have, uh, you know, some people from other uh, uh, continents and, and wow. countries that are working with us, you know, mentors, advisors, and even some staff members, right? And, you know, and even entrepreneurs that are, you know, um, accessing our programs, you know, from other countries, and it's just helping us validate the fact that these problems exist, mm -hmm. and that, you know, we need to continue to do what we're doing. Thank you so much. Uh, you guys are doing amazing work, I've got to give you that. That was uh, when I found out that you guys won an award last year at Ledbridge Chamber of Commerce. I said, yeah, well deserved. Uh, can you please tell us more about that? What was that what about? Well, um, I guess I'll take the opportunity to give uh, uh, the, the RINSA. RINSA is the Regional Innovation Network of Southern Alberta uh, team, uh, comprises of a few community organizations, the university and the college, and even the chamber as well. Um, they thought it wise you know, to give us a special recognition um, in, uh, in, in, in our work as it encompasses justice access, inclusion, diversity, mm. equity, and belonging yes, right, in the entrepreneurship landscape. So um, yeah, uh, both the Chamber and Rinsa thought, you know, we're doing a great work and gave us that uh, recognition and we're really happy and excited that we could, you know, receive that. Yes, sir. I like that. Uh, moving along, uh, you came to Canada as a student, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I hope you don't mind me getting personal here a little bit. No problem, let's go. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, well, what was your biggest challenge uh, assimilating to a new culture and environment? Um, I can tell you a lot of stories, you know, regarding this question. But, you know, the one I'm going to point out is, um, you know, culture shock, mm. right? Um, coming straight from Nigeria to um, Kamloops, Kamloops, British Columbia, where, you know, I, I had my uh, post-grad um, um, education. Um, 
it was it was a very different environment for me. There was a lot of cultural differences. Yes. But the one thing that uh, I came with, which I do believe that a lot of immigrants like myself possess, is that ability to work very hard. Right. Um, I, I put in a lot of hard work. You know, as a student, you know, here, and uh, I can tell you for sure that when I first came here, um, I was going to school full time, and I had the opportunity to pick up you know, two to three jobs, oh, you know, just to get things going at the time, right? To make sure that, you know, I was, you know, um, bringing in and, and bringing in those, those, the bills never stopped coming. I mean, yes, sir. you know what it is. Right? Absolutely. And, uh, so um, hard work, you know, um, is very, very important. And um, I can tell you a, a little story. I never, I was never able to stop calling my professor, sir. <laughs> you know, this is this is something that, that came with me, you know, um, from Nigeria, you know, when, when someone is older than yourself, mm. you know, you just always address them as sir, and it, 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 it became so much a part of me that it doesn't matter whether you're my mate, it doesn't matter whether you're younger than me, I yes, sir. sir, right, so... Um, I had a few of my uh, professors had issues with that, yeah. but you know, I, I, I had to meet up with one and tell them, say, listen, this is culture, right? It, it's going to take a while. I, I understand the perspective, but you know, work with me here, right? But, right, so it's been a long time, I mean, I still call people so, by the way. But, uh, uh, I, I have a story related to that one as well. There was a, a gentleman that I know, and uh, there was a lady also from Nigeria. And she would never, she would never refer to this gentleman by name. Like she would never call him name, sir, and this and that. And uh, she, you found it very rude of right. her. Like, you know my name, call me my name. Right. And then I, you know, eventually explained to her, to him, like, hey, she's probably, you know, from Nigeria, our culture, people older than you, you don't refer to them by name, just yeah. like that. Yeah. So those are a few little things. We should, yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, you um other than Bipo Foundation, you have other business interests uh, um, that you know I know you are involved with and stuff. Right. Would you like to share with us what you do and sure. Um well for purpose of this conversation I'll just share two of what we do. Um we we also own uh, I'm a co-founder of uh, a technology business. Okay. Uh it's called Daniola Corporation. Okay, Daniola, sorry how do you spell that? D A N I O L A. Yes, sir. And uh, if you were I mean for viewers it's uh, the, the website is daniolacorp.com. Okay. Yes. Um what Daniola does is uh, it offers software services uh for the mining industry. And um we 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 uh we, we work around the landscape of data governance. Uh, um, um, traceability, transparency, and uh, uh, trade within mm. the, the, the mining industry. And when I talk about the mining industry, I'm, I'm actually talking about minerals, metals, and gemstones. Uh, you know, as an Africa, as an African who comes from Africa that, that is really blessed with natural resources, yeah. I have you know very sentimental interest in across the minerals, metals, and mining landscape. And I want to make sure you know that the, the provenance of, of these uh, assets are, are properly verified and, 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 and use our platform to promote a better trade between the African continent mm. and the rest of the world. So um, by saying that Africa is our primary market, you yeah. know, a little bit you know biased there, but you know, <laughs> um, uh, we, we, it's a global platform essentially um, that um, ensures that you know people, are following uh, the right pra ethical practices yeah, for yeah. mining and that you know these records are properly taken and ensure 
that you know um, the, uh, we're, we're creating global exposure to local miners in the small villages that would mm. never have been able to sell their products at globally competitive prices. Mm. And you know, that's part of what we do. And then we have another organization. Uh, it's in the uh, uh, wellness and beauty space. It's okay. called Ori Botanics. Okay. Um, it's uh, essentially uh, organic oil line, right? Um, that you know uh, uh, that, that that ensures that people are able to appreciate their beauty and and, and that they are empowered in their own skin mm. and uh, and as well as you know just uh, general wellness. Yeah. So. That is very important, empowered in their own skin, right? right? Yeah, I like that. That's very important for us as Africans, obviously. Uh, what leadership principles or strategies have you found effective in building and managing your team? Because I know you have a large scale of team, people that work with you. Well, um, the, the one thing that uh, I can tell you for, for managing team is, um, is really empowering your team and, and you know, making them know and, and, and continuously encouraging them and helping them even through seeing the way I operate know that they can be better. Mm. And, um, and, and also allowing them, you know, that leeway and the freedom, you know, when I give projects to execute, you know, um, I'm, not, I'm not big with micromanaging teams, right? So um, we empower team members, you know, we give them a scope right and and then we you know we we'll work together I'm, I'm open access yeah. as well right i'm not a closed door leader right and then um, i'm open access and sure that there is resources for team members to deliver uh whatever they need to deliver and um you know uh, teach uh, the team that yeah. it's very important to ask the right questions because the quality of questions you ask as the quality, you know, determine the quality of results that you get. Yeah, the, the questions that you ask. So I'm going to ask you this. Because <laughs> uh, um, I searched you out on your Instagram page, on your personal Instagram page, and I see that you are big on posting inspirational and motivational quotes. Uh, that is something we also try to um, incorporate on our uh, Instagram page. We call it um, quotes to take notes, right? Uh, can you share... A particular quote that impacted your life the most, if you have one. <laughs> um, that's a very good question. It, it's tough to to single out a single quote. I mean, um, coming from Nigeria, you know, everything is is circled around you know riddles, idioms, yes. quotes, poetry, you know, I, I, poetry, and I can tell you that my dad was very extremely big with that. So um, from a very from childhood up until now, there is like a was like a million, you know, quotes, you know, that Pro I live proverbs. by, that I live by on a daily basis, and and and. But the one that I can say has really, really impacted me is anything worth doing is worth doing well. Yes, sir. Right. So please say I, that one more time. <laughs> <laughs> it says anything worth doing is worth doing well. Yes, sir. Right, and and when I put my mind to something and I decide to do some to do something, I I go in. All in, right? I, if, if it was worth my time in the first place, why not do it very well, right? There's another one um, that I really like, you know, by, by uh, Martin Luther King. I says, an individual has not started living until he can rise above the narrow confines mm -hmm. of his individualistic concerns mm -hmm. to the broader concerns of all humanity. Wow. Yeah, I really like that one. That's deep. Thank you for sharing. That's deep. That's deep. 
you moved from DC to Lethbridge. Absolutely. Um, how long have you been living in Lethbridge? I've lived in Lethbridge now four years. Actually, I moved from DC to Calgary and from Calgary to Lethbridge, to but Lethbridge. I've been living in Lethbridge four years now. Okay, so two questions, maybe three. <laughs> <laughs> Why Lethbridge? Do you consider Lethbridge home and are you loving it yet? Um, there's a few reasons why Lethbridge, yeah. you know, and uh, I can tell you that um, we first I, we first started visiting Lethbridge and, and, and transiting back and forth Lethbridge for almost a whole year wow. before we decided to move to Lethbridge and it was because of business, mm. right? Uh, when we start, when we, uh, you know, same issues, right? When we're trying to start out our software business, you know, at a time where um, the uh, words like artificial intelligence, blockchain, you know, machine learning, big data, these words were just buzzwords. Um, it was very difficult, you know, um, to, you know, even articulate the idea of the software that we we're trying to build, right? And, uh, and in a market that is as saturated as the uh, Calgary market, it was very difficult to even get audience yeah. with key stakeholders that could offer the help. And quite frankly, being an entrepreneur or being a tech entrepreneur was not this at the time, mm. right? It wasn't, um, you know, um, and, and being a black founder was not big, oh, too, imagine. right? So imagine. myself and my co-founder, you know, um, um, absolutely brilliant lady, as you can tell, yeah. right? Um, you know, um, senior do you say that? Yeah, and that's your... That, that's my partner. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Right. You know, um, just, you know, living and dreaming this idea of being able to transform uh, the mining industry. The mining industry is also not an industry that, you know, it's a legacy industry. You yes. know, it's an industry that has been there for such a long time, just like education, but there's not been a lot of transformation, mm. you know, even technological transformation in that, you know. Um, so uh, people were not, it wasn't fintech, so it wasn't, people were not really interested. But when we when we started to communicate with, you know, kudos to um, the economic development Lethbridge team, okay. Tech Connect, you know, um, um, uh, and the entire team over at, at Tech Connect. Um, when, when we had a meeting with them, you know, a, a phone call led to a phone call that got us in contact with Tech Connect, and we had a meeting, and you know, we kind of told them our vision. It just made sense. Yes, sir. You know, we had an idea that they were also looking to validate pieces of, you know. Uh, 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 you know, of that idea at the time. So we started traveling back and forth, having meetings, attending some educational events that they were putting up. And that was, and, and my wife was pregnant at the time. Oh, goodness. Right? So, <laughs> and visiting Lethbridge and seeing how such a beautiful and warm community it was, it wasn't um, difficult to make an idea to move to, to you know, to make up our mind to, to move to Lethbridge. Mm -hmm. and, since we did, we never looked back. Wow, good stuff. Um, that actually, when you, you mentioned now your wife was pregnant at the time, uh, there's quite a amount of people that I've spoken to in the past, and one of like the major reasons why they settled there in Lethbridge is a uh, is a great is a great place to raise family, right? Uh, do you agree with that? I, I say yes. It's a it's a it's a fantastic place to raise family. It's a small community, you know. Um, quite frankly, I love small communities, right? Like. 20, 30 minutes, you're, you're driven around Everywhere. the entire city. But I have everything I need, you know, here in the city. Um, the only thing that I don't 
having an international airport, but it's just two hours away. Mm. So, I mean, when I lived in uh, Calgary, when I, when I used to walk in Calgary, uh, it, it could easily take me two hours to get from my house to work yeah. sometimes. So, what is two hours is a two hour drive to the airport. So, um, yeah, it's a fantastic community to raise families, that's for sure. Thank you so much. Um, do you have any words of encouragement for someone uh, who's starting out or struggling to find a fit in business? Well, um, yes, I do. And uh, I, I'll, tell, I'll tell folks out there, you know, that are uh, struggling to find their foot in business, you know, to, to hold on residence. It's, uh, it's a key, um, um, you know, ingredient, you know, it's a key attribute that you must have. Uh, as an entrepreneur. Mm. Uh, nobody ever said that entrepreneurship was going to be easy. Yeah, It's not an easy journey, I can tell you right now. Uh, it's not an easy journey and it's actually also a very lonely journey. Yes, and sir. that is part of the reason why we started the foundation. We wanted to make sure that um, lonely entrepreneurs trying to build something cool do not feel lonely anymore. We wanted people to know that they were not by themselves and that they had a team mm. that they could rely on. So we are your team you know outside your business um, you had anything that you wanted you had any questions we have uh, a, a bouquet of expert advisors and mentors you know uh, in in different horizontals and verticals of business that we can connect you to and we do not even say that we have all the answers <laughs> we, we are just one out of the lots of amazing service providers entrepreneurship service providers out there and whatever answers we don't have, what do we do? We send it to our partners and then we'll follow up yeah. with our partners to ensure that they are finding you those answers that we could not provide. And that's how we work. We work, we work in a team. Reinside itself, which I mentioned a little bit earlier, yeah. is a team of, you know, it's a partnership network yeah. where, you know, we, we, we come up, we come together to help entrepreneurs to ensure that they're getting the answers and we are moving them to success. Awesome. Good stuff. Um, I mentioned earlier about uh, left. Uh, let's talk business yeah. and the pitch competition, right. and then you have uh, another event. I think it's a let's chill and vibe. Let's vibe and chill. Let's vibe and chill. Right. Good stuff. Uh, do you have? Is that um, gonna? Is that are those events gonna be happening um, monthly or or do you have other programs that you want people to know about? You want to share well, with us? Yeah. Um, you know the, the we we the idea of the let's be chapter came because I mean charity begins at home, right? Yes. Um, we we are you know this big organization. We do all this work that covers all these areas. Uh, it would be a shame if we're not going above and beyond at home. And that's why we curated you know um, a local team to ensure that we are, we we have very very creative and very very impactful events. And um, you know we, like you said, we've had uh, we have the business talks. We have uh, uh, the pitch competitions. We have the vibe and chill, which which is you know, uh, it's so, so, somewhat a, a talent show, yeah. so to speak. You were you were. I, I, I was at the last one, yeah. So um, and and that's you know, there is creative artists. We need the underrepresented community, yes. right? There is um, a lot of people with different kinds of talents. We want people to to showcase those talents. We want people to harness those talents. We do not want Lethbridge to be a revolving door yes. where people just come go to school and leave and bounce and you know uh, it's not also just an you know a place just for old folks only though we want to see young families you know we want to see people stay here get jobs you know start businesses get married start families 
right? But we also need to give people something to do, right? We need to give people places to go. We need to give people good events that they can look forward to. And that is the reason why our Let's Make It Happen brand is dedicated to creating all this, this, all this local uh, business focus and a little bit, with a little bit of fun yeah. events, you know, uh, uh, for the community. Yeah, I had fun at the last one, really, I must say. That was a good one. Thank you so much. That was well put together. Uh, lastly, um, how can people reach you guys and connect with you on social media, everywhere, wherever you are, like right on? Right, I mean, uh, we are on all social media platforms, right? It's uh, BIPOC Foundation, right? And uh, our website is www.bipocfoundation.org. Um, the, the, we have a contact us page where you can book a 15 minute coffee chat, right? And someone will get a hold of you, you know, and, uh, and, and connect you to the right department or the right person that you need to be speaking to. Um, uh, we also have sub brands like I've, like I've mentioned, uh, which is, you know, the Let's Make It Happen brand, yeah. you know, that curates our local events. You know, follow us on, on, on Facebook, on Instagram, and, and, you know, other social media platforms as well. And, uh, and, and we also have the Amazon Lions, you know, mm. this is, uh, uh, it's, a, it's a soccer club. Please tell me about that. Uh, it's my first time hearing about that one. Right. So <laughs> the Amazon Lions is, you know, uh, it's a soccer team okay. that, that was put together. We want to make sure that, you know, um, even as we're going into the summer, uh, we get, we give, you know, young, young chaps a summer camp okay. that can keep their minds busy. We want to get, you know, get them, you know, mentally, you know, engaged, you know, through the summer. And instead of being idle, you know, because hey, they say the idle mind is the devil's work. Yeah. Right? So we, we might as well, you know, uh, we decided to put something together where uh, we, we are, you know, identifying these stars and getting, you know, getting them together in a, a structured team that we're going to put into competition. Wow. And hopefully, you know, um, they can, you know, big promoters or whatnot, you know, as scouts can find them, you know, um, through, you know, those competitions that we put them into play as well. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Mr. Senna. We really appreciate your time and I will wish you good luck on everything. Oh, thank you very much. And uh, again, thank you for having me. You're doing a fantastic work here. Thank you, sir. Thank you. It. And massive thanks to every single one of you for tuning in once again and be on the lookout for our next episode. Peace. Peace.